And it is 11.02 and the Central Hinds have rebounded in the Halliburton Johnson Shield after their white fern seamer, Rosemary Mayer, had the best day of her list A career, uh, heading to a match in Invercargill's Queen's Park uh, against the Otago Sparks with a one-day career best of 3 for 21 from 70 matches. Uh, Rosemary finished it with 6 for 41, including, yes, a double hat-trick. Simply put, four wickets and four consecutive deliveries that she bowled. Moving the ball through the air and off the seam, uh, she claimed the wickets of Olivia Gain, PJ Watkins and Emma Black as her hat-trick victims with Black, uh, Black's wicket providing her first maiden five-wicket bag as well. So Rosemary is on the, the line with us uh, this morning. Good morning to you, Rosemary, and thank you very much and congratulations. Good morning, Smithy. Thank you. How cool. Have you ever had, um, well, first of all, a hat-trick in, in, in cricket that you've played? Yeah, I've actually had a double hat-trick before um, a couple of years ago when Hawke's Bay played Taranaki. So, yeah, that was that was nice, but definitely not on um, not on the level that I did on the weekend. Tell us uh, a wee bit about the feeling then. I mean, you know, first of all the hat-trick and then uh, the, the fourth wicket as well. Um, and a game really that you needed to win as well because you were struggling a, a little bit for points. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I actually forgot that it was a hat trick because it was over two overs. So a um, couple of the girls reminded me, so that was a nice feeling. But um, yeah, in terms of the game, um, we were on the rocks quite a bit through the middle. Um, the the wicket was a bit of a road for the batters. Um, so yeah, they had a really good partnership through the middle, and then um, it was nice to to clean up the end because they were looking at a pretty big total for a minute there. Okay, so uh, also uh, a five-wicket bag, which is uh, quite uh, symbolic as well. In fact, six for 41. Best figures. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, I think I think just in terms of our bowling attack, like we've got such a um, such a good bowling attack and everyone offers something different. Um, Claudia Green took five wickets last weekend, so I think it's just nice that all of the bowlers are pitching in on different days and standing up, so that's really pleasing. Let's talk about the, the level of cricket um, because the Halliburton Johnson, of course, is our, it's our pathway to international cricket. Ha, you've been around uh, at the scene for a little while now, even uh, at your tender years, so you've had a good chance to assess it. Uh, I just wonder how strong is it at the moment compared to, say, previous years. Are you happy about that? Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely a good competition. Um, the White Ferns are obviously in and out of of the league throughout the summer so it's always good when they're playing um, to challenge the domestic players a bit more but um, yeah we just want to be playing more cricket and that's the only way we're going to get better but um, yeah we, we do struggle with the rain a little bit especially in kind of November um, earlier in the season but um, yeah I definitely think the standard's getting better every year. You have been um, a part of the, the White Fern squad. In fact, uh, you've played what uh, already about 33 times internationally for uh, the White Ferns. Uh, what contact do you have um, as uh, on the outside of the squad at the moment? But which, which contact levels do you have with White Fern staff? Um, yeah, I'm in regular contact with um, the coaching staff. And obviously it's disappointing to miss out on the squad, but... Um, yeah, now Ben, the head coach, he's in regular contact with me and he's asking how I'm going and um, everything seems to be fine. So really just trying to put performances out on the park domestically to try and try and get back in that white fern squad. What are you working on principally at the moment and who's helping you to develop your skills? 
Um, for me, I'm I'm working on just getting like a little bit faster. Um, mostly my run up and through the crease. Um, I want to be a fast bowler. So um, yeah, I've got a good support system here in Napier um, with with my coach Alden Smith, and then obviously Jay Coram is our Heinz coach at the moment. So working really closely with those two, um, mostly around my bowling. So yeah. How do you do that? How do you get quicker? Um, for me, I think it's in the run-up. Um, I've been renowned for jogging into the crease a bit, so just really trying to work on that speed um, in my run-up and, and letting the go, um, ball go a bit faster, which helps. So in terms of uh, a possibility of a, a call-up to the White Ferns, and this is quite an involved summer, of course, and the, the White Ferns play more and more and more cricket. Um, with the schedules that are unfolding. Um, how confident are you that at some time the phone will ring with that good news? Um, yeah, I think I'm not trying to try, try not to think about it too much. Um, Ben's made it pretty clear to me that I just need to put um, a few more performances out domestically before he selects me, and I think that's fair. Um, so the, there is another tour in March, but there's also the... Um, New Zealand A tour against England A. So either way, there's going to be a lot of cricket at the back end of the summer. So I'm I'm really just trying to take one game at a time and just trying to do my best best for the team. It's interesting, isn't it? An England A series would still produce quite a good level of cricket, wouldn't it? Because they've got a lot of depth there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think England's obviously one of the countries with the best domestic depth. So this is a, a new thing for us, having um, a proper A tour. Um, so it's really exciting for a lot of the domestic girls to try and strive and have a bit of that, I guess, closer international experience. A lot more profile on women's sport but, and women's cricket in particular as well, Rosemary. And uh, with that comes scrutiny, but it also uh, brings expectation as well. Uh, and, and it, it, you know, criticism from time to time, I think it's fair to say. Uh, do the players enjoy that, or do they respect that it has to happen? Um, no, I, th- I think um, we expect it. Um, obviously, the more people see of our games, the more criticism there's going to be, but, but we've got to remember, like, people are watching our games when we're doing well. There's good comments coming through, so... We try not to take too much notice of it, but I guess it's just part of the game. It's part of professional sport. One of the other things people talk about uh, with the White Ferns, of course, is they have the big three, um, principally in the batting side of things, although Mealy does a lot of bowling with uh, her spin. Sophie, when injury doesn't strike her, bowls a little bit of, uh, of medium pace as well. But there's, there's this... I guess there's this popular conception that it, it's all about the big three. What about when um, you're not one of the big three and you're in the squad? Is, is there, a, is there a, a consciousness, really, of, of having to sort of poo-poo that theory and say, no, no, uh, we're an 11-people team, we, we, can, we can handle it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think lately, like the likes of Hannah Rowe, even Georgia Plummer has been doing really well, Brooke Halliday, so... I definitely think there's a lot of growth in that team and I think on a whole it is it is quite a young team with a bit of rebuilding. So I think at the moment um, it, it really is a team effort and I think the younger ones are standing up more and more each game. 
If you had, um, if you could pick an idol or someone that you've tried to model your career on, or you look at and respect in the world of women's cricket in particular, who would it be? Oh, I think in terms of bowling, um, I really like Shabnam Ishmael from South Africa. I think she um, she's a great bowler. She's feisty, and I just love watching her bowl. So, yeah, I really enjoy watching her bowl. Okay, interesting. Right, okay, what's next for the Hines? Who have you got next? What's what's in store? Uh, we've got uh, 10 days off, I think, and then um, into the Super Smash, which starts on the 22nd for us. So, yeah, that's exciting, into T20 cricket. What do you, what do, you prefer, T20, 50 over? Um, I definitely prefer T20, but easier on the body. <laughs> Fair enough, Rosemary. Uh, great to talk to you. Congratulations, uh, congratulations again on the double hat trick. Those uh, career best figures as well, and all the best trying to establish yourself back into the uh, the white fence. It's been great talking to you. All the best, Rosemary uh, Mayer there as part of the Central Hines team. Uh, yes, thirty three appearances for the white fence so far, and uh, I think. Rosemary Mayer is the kind of player that's very, very important to the future of women's cricket in this country. Why? Because we're going to build depth by creating pressure in the next level down. That's how you create depth. Um, You create competition for places, good, hard, honest competition for places, and if you've got two or three or four players doing that for one or two positions in a side, you invariably are going to develop depth And that is precisely what we need in our women's cricket. We need to build depth around the big three, not behind the big three, because the big three uh, will be the big one in the not-too-distant future. And to find 10 levels of support, it's going to be very tough at that time. It has to be found now. Uh, That's my way of thinking about it, Louis. But, yeah, a double hat-trick, four and four balls. That's some of the other thing you've absolutely nailed it. Um, what about the fact that she's this is the second time in her life she's done it? Mm. Yeah, Central Districts, uh, or Hawks Bay against Taranaki, I think, or Manor or two, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. That's, that's quite staggering. Have you ever, how many games have you played in at first class or international level where you have been witness to a hat trick? Can you recall? Um, a hat trick. I was a victim of a hat trick. Um, no. The second victim of a hat trick oh. in a World Cup cricket match, actually. Bowler by the name of Chetan Sharma and Nagpur in against India. Uh, no, no, just uh, man, it was actually kept that low. I reckon it went underground when it pitched, then came up behind my my pads and hit. Oh. When you said kept that low, so <laughs> one of those ones. Ken, Ken, I should have got chats on the other day because Ken Rutherford is part of it, and uh, I was middle leg of the hat trick and. Chats, Charlie Chatfield was the last leg, so that was not good. And that's the story where uh, Chit and Sharma came in afterwards to get us to sign the ball of oh, his hat no. trick. And Chats said, yeah, Chats a great bloke. Yeah, no problem at all, I'll sign it. And I said, yeah, don't worry me really greatly. So I signed his ball. Went over to Rudds and said, sign the ball, and Rudds told him where to go. <laughs> so they got two of the three. <laughs> and that's Ken Rutherford <laughs> to a T. <tea. laughs> he told him where the wow. door was and to disappear out of it as quickly as he possibly could. And not that kind of language either. So <laughs> yeah, get out of here before I give you a, a smack with my uh, form guard. That, yeah. What's the feeling like going back in, bat under your, your arm, knowing that you've left <laughs> a 
Matilda, there, um, like, oh, what are you thinking? Is it a sick feeling? Like, come on, chats. Come on, chats. Oh, it's not an unusual feeling when you're back down the bottom of the order to the thing that you've failed and you've let some, someone left someone in the lurch, but uh, it's not a great feeling, no. And to get a, a golden duck, which I effectively got in a World Cup match, also uh, not that impressive either, Louis. So uh, low. What, it wasn't, it wasn't the highlight of the career, put it that way. What about what about on the receiving end? Have you ever, have you ever um, t- been on the, the other end of a, a ball to give someone to finish a hat-trick? Or have you... Yeah, I have actually. Um, I was wicket-keeping when Matthew Toynbee got a, 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 a hat-trick for Central Districts against Northern Districts at Harry Barker Reserve in Gisborne. Yes. And the last victim was David White. Um, oh. And he was caught behind. But... There was a big theory that uh, the late Jock Edwards might have clicked his fingers at point of impact and he might not have hit it. There was some nasty rumours floating around about that, uh, which I cannot confirm or deny. All I can say is it's 11.15 here on SENZ.